You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. I'm Earl Green, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History for October 1st. Today is the day that Star Wars finally finally topped the charts. Now, it had already risen to record-setting dominance of the box office, but getting to the top of the billboard charts was a whole different matter, and it would arrive there in a completely different style than anyone expected. Now, not to knock John Williams' iconic original soundtrack album, but as popular as it was and as much as it was a flashpoint memory for an entire generation of movie music enthusiasts, it still didn't dislodge I'm Your Boogeyman by Casey and the Sunshine Band from the number one slot. So how did Star Wars top the charts? By turning a record producer named Miko Minardo into a Star Wars fan overnight, he stood in line to see the movie repeatedly, and at some point he came out of the theater thinking to himself, you know the relatable universal archetypes and the groundbreaking visuals are great, but what Star Wars really needs is more disco. He pitched the idea to a couple of different labels, landed a record deal, and enlisted a couple of other producers to help him bring this unlikely dream to life. Harold Wheeler, one of the junior producers, began transcribing and rearranging portions of the soundtrack, a feat of musical virtuosity that he reportedly accomplished in only four hours, which is quite something when you factor in the lengthy stretches of original music that had to be created to link together pieces as different as the main theme, the Cantina Band theme, Princess Leia's theme, and the throne room music. The other producer, Tony Bon Jovi, went through his Rolodex and called up some world-class session musicians, adding up to a 70-piece orchestra. The goal was to cut the entire record live with everyone in the same studio, with as little time-consuming multi-tracking as possible, in only two days. With the best of the best of New York City's session musicians crowded into one studio, and with electronic music pioneer Suzanne Ciani coaxing laser pew-pew sounds and R2-D2 sounds out of her analog synthesizers, the mission was accomplished. The record was pressed and rushed into stores in just a couple of weeks. Find out what happened right after this. In the first season of Shabam, we launch a zombie apocalypse, separating three kids from their parents. Whatever that was, it's not Mrs. Krasinski. Yes, this action is getting closer! And narrow escapes. Go right! No! No left! But there's more to it. We talk about all kinds of stuff, like pizza, water, the wheel, cholera, digital encoding, bats and rats, brain traps, and we feature stories from history, the greatest human adventure story of all time, the midnight ride of Paul Revere. <sighs> Shabam is a new show that'll blow your mind. Shabam! The fruit of Miko, Wheeler, and Bon Jovi's efforts was a mammoth instrumental medley running nearly 16 minutes, way too long for radio, so a shorter edit, combining only the main Star Wars theme and their deliciously funky rendition of the Cantina Band music, was readied for radio, landing at three and a half minutes, and it was this single that topped the charts for two weeks, starting with the week of October 1st, 1977, only to be knocked off its throne by Debbie Boone's You Light Up My Life. But that's not all. The album sold a million copies, going platinum, and the single sold two million copies, and still holds the Guinness World Record for being the best-selling instrumental single ever. To this day, more copies of Star Wars a la Miko have sold than the original John Williams soundtrack. 
Miko continued to disco-fy the next two movies in the original trilogy and did disco cover versions of plenty of other soundtracks, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, The Black Hole, The Wizard of Oz, and Star Trek The Motion Picture all got the Miko treatment. Tony Bon Jovi took his portion of the proceeds and built a legendary recording studio called The Power Station, where he collaborated with Miko again just a few years later on a Star Wars Christmas novelty album. But that is a story for another time. For right now, on this day in 1977, Star Wars was number one with a bullet. Or maybe a blaster. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for October 1st. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.rottenberry.com.